Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, uh, you're about to listen to an interview I did with Jim Nagy, uh, the executive that runs the Senior Bowl, an all-star game for the uh, best seniors and some juniors, you'll hear about that in a minute, uh, to get into the draft in the NFL. Uh, to me, this is an underpriced attention cultural event type thing. You'll, you'll get into it. I think you're gonna enjoy this. A little left field, but if you really know me and you really follow, this, this uh, interview is gonna make a ton of fucking sense. Hey everybody, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. A fun conversation on the podcast with a gentleman that I've gotten to know a little bit in the last couple of years, as some of you know. Uh, AJ, my brother, uh, left Vayner Media three years ago. We started Vayner Sports uh, very heavily in the uh, football uh, player representation business. We've learned a lot. We've put out some content recently about it. And when I had the opportunity to get this gentleman on the podcast, this one's fun for me and we're gonna go into it here because as you guys know, I love underpriced attention. And so when I talk about what's going on right now on LinkedIn and TikTok or everything good that's ever happened to me, you know, in sports cards and wine in social media, it's how do you see something maybe others don't? And I think the gentleman that's sitting with me runs an organization and an event and a weekend that I think is to be perfectly frank, wildly underrated in the schemes of the sports world, and so we're gonna get into that, and then some of the other stuff he's doing, and maybe some old war stories, so uh, my good friend, how are you? I'm good, Gary, good. thanks you, for having me, man. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation who you are, and what you do, and maybe a little bit about your origin story, how you got into the football game. Yeah, uh, Jim Nagy, I'm the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, I spent 18 years in the NFL as a scout, uh, you know, going all the way back to when I was a little kid, people always ask, how'd you get into the NFL and who'd you know and, and all that. Real quick story, just from the time I was a little kid, my dad was a football coach, grew up loving it. Where were you uh, born? In Michigan. Yeah, a small little town. So I go, grew up playing the game, being around it. Uh, went to Michigan. My only opportunities out of high school were to play like small small college ball. So went to Michigan, worked with the team there the last couple of years I was there. So you were a high school football player yeah. and your opportunities because your physical stature and abilities were smaller schools right. and you decided to give up on the dream of being a player to go to the University of Michigan and get involved with the football program? Right. Is that what you're saying? Right, and it, yep. you know, and it was back pre- Was that tough? It was pre-internet. So like yeah. you couldn't just Google it. You know, you yeah. couldn't Google how to become an NFL scout. Yeah. So I was really going blind. Were you, were you, was it tough to give up on the dream of being a player or did you by senior of high school kind of know you were not going to be an NFL player? No, it, w- it was tough just to give up the sport because again, it's it's not basketball or baseball. You can't like join a softball league or a rec basketball league. Like, when it's point. over, when you take it, when you take the pads off, it's, it's over. So um, that was hard. Like even going to games my freshman year at Michigan, there was, there was first couple of months I didn't even go to the games because I just couldn't bring myself to did do it. Did you have it. moments in September and October of regret? What's that? Did like was it so hard that you were like fuck? I should have went to Appalachian State or whatever. Fuck you. Oh, that was gosh. I would have never played Division One. But no, like all my buddies. <laughs> but were, they weren't D one then, right? No, they were like FCS, yeah, maybe yeah. or Division Two. But yeah. no, you're, it was, you're uh, older, Jim. It, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was hard because I had a bunch of friends playing, you know. So I, I, I would go see them on the weekends, and 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 that's what made it difficult. Who but. was the best high school player you played with or against? That's a good one. Who then went on to? Did anybody become an NFL player? Uh, not on our team. We had a really good team, but we didn't have anyone go to the NFL. I'm trying to think of who we. Man, that's a good one. Those are always the fun. I, I met some guy like a bit like you know knowing I like. I remember running into some guy who played high school against Eric Dickerson, and he was a safety, and he talked about the fact that 
Dickerson scored like eight touchdowns in a high school game against them. <laughs> he goes, on seven of the touchdowns, I was supposed to be the last line of defense and I don't think I was within 10 yards of him when he got to my level. He goes, but those would have been better than the eighth one where he completely ran me over and I'm still getting out of under the ground. It's just super fun when there's like all-time great NFL players that play at the high school level. Just the distance between them and the people that go on to not being in the NFL is pretty radical. Right, right. Those guys usually pop out right away. So you go to Michigan, you want to get involved. Yeah. Your dad was a high school football coach? He was. He was. The head coach? Uh, Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So Did cool. you play for that high school? No, no, no. Okay. He, he gave up. He got out of teaching and coaching when I was, I don't know, elementary school, like middle elementary school. Got it. Yeah. Do yeah. you as a, do you remember having memories of, play, I'm going to play for my dad, or was it even too early for it's that? It's too early for that. Yeah. My memories are like being uh, being out of practice, sleeping on practice dummies, and yep. kicking field goals, and yep. scraping cleats, you know, money How about in your high school like, career? Did you, when you, uh, your own coach or other coaches, would they say things about your pops to you? He, he was a smaller school, Got it. Um, but yeah, they knew him. Yeah, yeah. They, they obviously knew him. It, yeah. it was like an hour away. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, you go to Michigan. Yep. Went what to years? Mich- uh, 92 to 96. 92 to 96. So it was a rough little stretch. We went eight and four every year, but the key was Ohio State came in undefeated two of those years and, and we knocked them off. So that was that was. So cool. you ran but, on the field and went nuts. Um, no, no. Okay. Didn't. But no, it was good. It, it was a really. Field, it was a really good learning experience. And again, all I did was send resumes and cover letters out mm-hmm. just blindly. And uh, the only the only foot you could get in the door back then was through PR. So I got a PR internship with the Green Bay Packers. It was my only. I was walking out the door for graduation, and the phone rang, and I heard the phone. I ran back in. It was the Packers. Um, really? Yeah. So I was out there in '96. It was, so wait, it was a really quick. lucky year. This wait, wait, year wait, wait, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You were. Just, I want to educate the kids that are listening. You were running out the door. Do you believe if you missed that phone call that you wouldn't have gotten a job? Possibly. I do too. Yeah, possibly. I believe in that shit. Yeah. You had yeah. an answering machine though, right? I don't even know if I did in college. Yeah, yeah I think did. I did. I think I had some cheesy. Of course cheesy. you did. Of course. Cheesy. You were like, it's the nagster, leave your number. Yeah, like, you know, some shit like that. Like some, some yeah, stupid music in the background or something. Yeah. Like Nirvana and shit. <laughs> <laughs> So you fucking went to the Packers in 96? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it was it was really cool timing. And Remind again, me, did they think they had a Super Bowl team? Yeah, yeah, because okay. Reggie was there and Brett was just yep. coming on and they lost. What did they do in 95? They lost in the NFC Championship yeah, game to Dallas. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so so they, was, they knew they were in the mix. Yeah, and then they yeah, they signed Desmond Howard in the offseason. There there Which you were pumped about. Yeah, they're, 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 right? that team was stacked. That was, that was a really, a nice really Michigan good team. Boy. Yeah. You were set. Yeah, it was okay. cool. You know, So I was supposed to be there just for training camp. Was Andrew Brandt there? No, no, no. That Andrew, cool. Andrew was after. Got it. But I was only supposed to be there for training camp, and we were in the dorms at this at St. Norbert's College, this old D three school. So at the end of camp, they're like, "Jim, can you stay for the rest of the year? We're gonna have a good year. We're gonna get a bunch of media attention." And I was like, "Yeah, but I got nowhere to live. We're moving out of the dorms." And and luckily, we traded a tight end, and one of the tight ends on the team, Jeff Thompson, have, had had an empty room in his house, and I went and threw a mattress in his basement, and. Uh, we ended up being great friends, and he was in my wedding, and it was just, uh, it was a fun That's year, man. That's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool I, I story. made some really lifelong relationships That's at that nice. place. Yeah. So you were there in 96. Yeah. Like you were at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you beat the fuck out of the Patriots. Yeah, it was. Thank uh, God. <laughs> and, and that was it? Like, you stayed after that or no? No, I, uh, yeah, so it was a year-long yeah. internship, had nowhere to go that year. Were you hoping at that point you get, I mean, you just want a super, you were hoping you were going to get hired there, right? Yeah, but it, but again, it was, I was in PR and I wanted to scout. I knew I wanted to scout. And I so see. the nice thing was about that stuff, there was five future GMs in that scouting department. And so every time I would. How nuts is that, AJ? Every, That's super cool. Every time Who was I, there? It was uh, John Schneider, yeah. Reggie McKenzie, John Dorsey, Ted Thompson, 
Um, and I'm blanking on the other one. It'll come but, to you later. Yeah, but that's there, fucking there, nuts. But there were five. So every time I got a free second from my PR stuff, I was up there. But Reggie and uh, John Schneider or the two shared that took an you office. They, yeah, they shared an and office. And they take you in a little? Yeah, so I'd like knock on, hey, guys, got to come in and watch. And they were they were great. Yeah, They, they, they were great? Oh, they that's were awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Scott McLuhan was the Scott. other one. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott McLuhan was the other one. So it was an unbelievable staff, Jesus. obviously. So it's, it's one of those things, it's like... And who was the GM? Uh, Ron Wolf. Wolfie, former so, Jet GM. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Or Famer. President, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a Left nuts the Jets and went and built a fucking, I mean, this story my fucking it was life. A nuts, anyway. It was a nuts year, so I didn't get a full-time job. I actually moved out here to, to New York for a little bit. There was a guy named Dick Schaap. You remember Dick Schaap, that of the sports reporters? No, I Legend. don't know okay. fucking Dick Schaap. Come on. So Dick was writing a book. Um, Dick Schaap had a fucking show with Joe Namath. Right. There you go. Yeah. You, you think can, I don't won't you, know that? Of course you Come might. Come on, Nags. Uh, Nag, Nagster. So, <laughs> so Dick was writing a book about the old players and the new players in Green Bay and how for years when the Packers stunk in the 70s and 80s, like all the players rejected the Lombardi teams because like, I don't want to hear about the Lombardi guys anymore. Oh, that's interesting. And then in the 90s, the Holmgren teams, they kind of embraced mm-hmm. and then those guys got along. So Dick wanted to write a book about those relationships. That's and, cool. And I knew the new guy, the young guys and he knew the old guys. So he's like, why don't you move to New York? Help me write this book. Um, you know, just give me stories. How'd you get connected with Chap? Because uh, he kept coming in through the year to, to work on the book. And then it. we just like struck I up see, this friendship. Here, yeah, and he's yeah. like, what are you doing after the... Do super- you know Jeremy super, super well? Very well. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll get Oh, that's to right. We he's, saw, gonna be, he's, right. Gonna be, he's hopefully going to be part of the summit. He's oh, that's gonna awesome. going to be the moderator. But um, yeah, so it was moved out here. And then uh, Dick hooked me, hooked me up with his uh, sports agency that they had a media arm. So... Uh, started working there and I really just you know bought my time I did the agent thing like you guys are doing a little bit for about four years you did that and that got me yeah that got me to the senior bowl every year that got me to the combine so like just how constant are, networking you, like, you were 100% focused on scouting yeah so even when you were an agent you were half pregnant it was a stepping stone right absolutely so cool yeah absolutely so then well, what, what's give me a quick especially since I'm now in it like give me well not being an agent but be, you know with Vayner Sports give me a great funny story that you haven't thought about in a while who'd you almost get who'd you get and then lost who you think was gonna suck shit and now is a Hall of Famer? Give me, give me something in those four. What agency did you work with? We, I was with SFX. SFX. We were the marquee group. Then they got bought out by okay. SFX. It was like at a time there was all these conglomerates. People okay. were gobbling each no other problem. up. Yeah. And? So like in, during that time, um, there was one story. We had Peter Warwick one year. One year yes. we had Peter Warwick and Ron Dugans, the two big receivers at Florida State. Meanwhile, the best one was Lavernius Coles. And he, he was. He was. Let's that's, go, baby. It's a good pro, pro day story about Lavernius. But tell and, me, because oh, he ran like lightning fast. He, or? he ran like it was a horrible weather day what did we take him third round yeah it was a horrible weather day so they didn't have an indoor we ran it on a wood floor in a gym and he was like four two nine or something crazy super cool work went what like ninth to the Bengals or something like that early yeah how good yeah. was he in college like to me I, I can't believe that guy's career wasn't more than what it was yeah. like in terms of the best college players in the last 30 years he's got to be in the top 10 wow yeah so so you had both those guys. We had we had both sets of those guys, and we had them up here on a recruiting trip in New York. And it was when uh, when P Diddy had his that restaurant. He had a restaurant up here, and those guys wanted to go to it at all costs. So I brought them down there, and then they're like, "You got to get him down here. You got to get him." I'm like, "How am I gonna get <laughs> Puff Daddy back then? Like, how am I getting him down here?" So I grabbed the manager, and I'm like, "Guys, you know these guys would love to meet Diddy, Diddy." Daddy. In, in, in it was their, daddy then. So, so daddy. So they're like, let, let, me, see, let me see what you can do. He comes over to the table. He's like, go outside. Go out that door. And we go out there and this escalator, something rolls up and the door opens up and Puff Daddy steps out. I'm like, wow, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. They thought Puff you were, they were like, holy shit, the nagster's unstoppable. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that, that was, that was a wild, that was they're a like, wild They're like, you got juice. Years. 
That was a wild few years. Who was the who was the player that most broke your heart that didn't go with you in that four year? Do you remember um, one that you flat out like he told you he was going with you, or every indication was there, and that eleven fifty nine he went with like well you know yeah EG the heartbreaker was, was Travis Taylor was was one of the Florida receivers. It was okay. Daryl Jackson and Travis Taylor, um, and Daryl actually out of that foursome was the lowest drafted but had the best career. But Travis Taylor um, went ten overall to Baltimore. We took him. I remember him. We took him all the way through the training process combine. Oh, Oh, he was with you. He was with us. And then literally like the week before the draft, he dropped us and went to another agent. Yeah. So that was. That's late. Yeah. It was really late in the process. It was a, it was a kick in the nuts. So that's. Uh, We know kicking the nuts. It's a tough business. You guys guys are in a tough business. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, so you were an agent for four years. Then what happens? Yeah. Well then, then John Schneider got uh, hired with Marty Schottenheimer to run the front office in Washington. And that was the year we went eight and eight. Um, probably with it was a, not a good roster. I mean that Marty coached his tail off. He probably should have won Coach of the Year that year, but they got blown out the Who's door. Who's QB? Uh, Tony Banks. Mm-hmm. Tony Banks, and I think Kent Gra- Kent Graham won us a couple games that year mm-hmm. too. But yeah, so it was a, it was a weird year. So they John hired me to scout the West Coast, and those guys after one year were out. So I'm sitting there in Washington, left. You know, out on the West Coast, going, wow, this is I, I finally got my foot in the door, and this is going to happen. Um, who was the who was give me let's talk about that year. Yeah. So now you're a scout. Yep. You're on the West Coast yeah. for the Redskins. Yep. Who's the who's like who, you know, I'm just trying to imagine what I would do. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fucking find somebody in this first year that's gonna put me on the fucking map. Like <laughs> who who is your diamond in the rough? Or who was like who were you enamored with? What year is this? It was oh one. Oh one, okay. Yeah. So what you're doing the whole pack. You know, and Dude, all that, it's right? the biggest geographic region. It's really a hard area to scout. So it's great, you, but you go from Washington yeah. and Idaho all the way down through New Mexico yeah, and right. Arizona. So, so who, some who's, long who was on your who was on your radar? Or like, do you remember anything about year one? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to remember. I know. But. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I want to say, but it's that, year one. I so it's say like that, your first kiss. I know you remember something. It was. You know what it was? It was. Uh, it was David Carr and uh, Joey Harrington. That was the big. I remember. Yeah, those and in two. Washington, we drafted Patrick Ramsey in the first round. So those were the two. Those were the two big ones. So you were really focused on those two. Yeah, those two. Who'd got, you like more? Forget about what happened in real life at the time. Do you recall who you liked better? I really did. I graded them really similarly. I think I liked Carr. Got it. I think I liked Carr. Yeah. And uh, anybody? Was there any diamond out of that? God, you're, you're going back so far I'm in the so role of the players. It's, it, it, it's tough. You know, the thing is, it's hard to say. You know, like, I've learned a lot in these three years. Like, it's fun now. Like, I watched no college football because I'm a Jersey kid. So right. now it's like, you know, now we're in year three. Some of these kids are ready. I, I'll tell you the biggest thing I learned in the first, you know, 36 months. Holy fuck. I would have ripped my arm off if this kid would have signed with Vayner three years ago and he's out of the league. Mm-hmm. Like some of these kids that were mock draft public media first round picks. Right. Real life when you get under the hood in real life what you and AJ do are third round guys. They go third round. You kind of thought day one, you know, my first year I'm like, oh my God, this guy's gonna be top 15. They end up going third round but you still kind of perceive them in the way you first saw them and now they're already literally not playing yeah. or out of the league in 36 months. Yeah. Like all the hyperbole I believed in and like, man, this is a tough thing. Like. There are kids I can, th- I'm not gonna call them out because unfortunately it's not worked out. Right. That like, 
at this time, and we're now in November, like I think they're going, I still don't know enough. Like now I know a little bit better, but like I'm still seeing them in mocks going 23rd to the Ravens. They end up going fourth round, third round, because they were slow or hurt or never really that prospect. Because for everybody listening, the mock drafts and the real life, there is a disconnect. (laughs) There is a a real disconnect, really. You know how we all get pissed? Like I was a fan my whole life. Like how the fuck, you know, the whole, like whether it's Mel Kuyper's best available, which is more educated than even the mocks in my opinion, but like the mocks right now and you're like in round three and you're a hardcore fan you're like fuck somebody who should have won the first round still there no they're a fifth round pick yeah. they're a fifth round pick yeah and, and, and the heart presses I see all that because we watch a ton of tape on a daily basis and you read some of these mocks and you just you want to call Actually, Jim, you want to call hard turn because we're doing your origin story but hard turn what is the senior bowl for everybody listening what is the senior bowl the senior bowl is the most prestigious college all-star game not saying that because it's been there forever it's been a great game forever i'm just kind of jumping on the tail end but it's been a great game forever how long has it been around uh 71 years why was it started do you know uh, that's I don't know that's why. Actually, that'd I don't be know cool. The, yeah, the why, the why is kind of interesting. Yeah, but nonetheless, it started in Jacksonville for one year and it didn't draw well, and they moved it to Mobile. And I don't even know how it got to Mobile. But uh, fifty-three Hall of Fame players, you know, current Pro Bowlers. There's like forty. It's half. The, it's a third of the league. We've got over five hundred players. Now educate everybody's listening. Now this game is when? When is it coming up it's this year? January twenty-fifth in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Now this game is not only for seniors, right? Yeah, we can bring juniors if they graduate in December. So as long as they fulfill their academic, you know, the league doesn't stand in the way. So we, we started bringing those guys a few years ago. Understood. Yeah. And and if, and how, what's the ebb and flow of the history of the game? How much has it gained or lost importance over these 70 years? That's a, you know, I can just speak. I've been going for about 24. Okay, so let's talk about um, those. But yeah, the ebbs there, I would say there was there was a time where the Senior Bowl basically could pick, you know, the players they wanted. It's, it's really... It's an the, invite. It's, it's the high profile game. Yeah, it's the invite. And it used to be where if you got invited, you went. Um, and I think there was around... And I was actually talking to one of our former players about this recently. He came in the office to watch tape. It's DK Metcalf's dad. Terrence Metcalf was in the office the other day. And he was a second round pick to Chicago, I believe. And he, it was the, he was in the O2 Senior Bowl. He was like, Jim, when I got invited, like you just went. You know, you saw the guys before you go and it was a prestigious yeah. deal. You just went. You knew you could move up in the draft. Yeah, you knew you could help yourself. And he said, when did it get to like where guys weren't coming? And I said, I don't know, probably around like 08, 09. Did somebody get hurt in one? No. I just think that uh, because the money got so big that I think and people I, I'm just not, literally I'm not scared, point, right? I'm not trying to point fingers. I think agents um, have convinced people. Yeah, they were to convincing not go, players not to play because they didn't want to get them hurt. Right, because if you're you're if you're a solid third round pick, an agent may go conservative and say, "Hey, and it's all DNA, right? You know, either play defense or offense." You're either you know run and shoot or you're prevent defense. Like there's a and you're everything in between. There's certain agents that say, hey, you're not going to do anything here that's going to skyrocket you into the, you know, first round. So fuck it. The right. downside is way greater than the upside. Right. On the flip side, as a casual fan, let alone what I've been educated on, there have been some iconic guys that have went crazy at a senior bowl that have shot up dramatically. Yeah, every year, every year. And, and again, I say, I think every kid. Bro, who was that Temple outside linebacker, right? Hassan Reddick. Reddick, right? That was for sure, right? Yeah, I mean, we weren't in the business just yet, or that was our first year. That was our first year. Yeah, just stop talking about it. Yeah, no, I understand. Non clients, I get. It. I'll talk about yeah, it as well, a Titus media Howard personality. In last year's game, Titus Howard was a tackle from Alabama State up the road from us, and he came down third or fourth round pick, and most by most teams left the twenty third pick in the draft. I you know. Yeah, our guy. He was drafted by the team. Absolutely. 
Okay. Yeah, our guy. Th- that happens I a get, ton. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so that that that's the one thing that makes our game different than the all, other All Star games is the league assigns us the coaches. So last year we had John Gruden's Raiders and, and Kyle Shanahan's Niners, and they bring their whole staff and they implement their and, scheme. And, and that is, there's no rule, right? They assign randomly. No, it's, it's usually it, a top ten team. It's the draft order. They go the draft order. So they so, call this year. They'll call the Bengals, who like will end up being the worst team, and say, "Hey, Bengals, do you want this?" And they can choose to do it or not. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have the option, but it's such an advantage for them that that most I, often I, I don't say know yes. if anyone's ever turned it down because they get somebody so much, did. I think it sometimes gets turned down if they don't have the coaching staff. Yeah, they can't do right, it. The if Jets they don't have had to turn it staff. down because right. Bowles wasn't in place. Right. I remember thinking because that's why I thought some people turned it down because I'm like, "Fuck, we were supposed to." That's right. Yeah, they have to have a full staff in place. That's right. That's right. Yep. Understood. Right, so that's when you can get the and teams that come in last often fire coaches. So that's how you end up with the second and fourth worst record team. That's right, or the third and fifth. Or but it's a huge third. advantage, guys. Huge. So like to see what these guys do in meetings and how who they, they are learn, as a human. And, oh. who, and, and when you rip their ass at practice, yeah. like how do they bounce back? How do they respond to that? There's just so many little things during the week that these coaches and these scouts can can draw to because they are behind the scenes. They get to eat meals with them. They're with them for a whole week. And let's I mean, talk about it's some an, of the innovation, for the some teams. innovations that you're bringing to the table because this is what caught my attention. Probably made me want to have you on from uh, you're innovating now you're starting to do different conferences during the week it feels like it's becoming more than just a game yeah and we, and we want to we really have to so last year I was I was in Nashville for the draft when you work in the NFL like I knew the draft process was getting big I didn't know to what degree well Nashville's the best town until we went to Nashville last year um, doing some of that 600,000 people in that city I mean Nashville's the I mean it's l- a great city listen and Vegas is amazing and that's where the draft's gonna be the NFL draft's gonna be this year yeah. and listen a lot of people are gonna go cause people are gonna use an excuse to go to Vegas for the weekend that's always <laughs> right. the play but like right. Philly was a great Philly did a great job I thought yeah. Chicago did an okay job I thought this is my subjective opinion, but Nashville is just a different kind of town. Nashville's yeah. on ripping fucking fire. Yeah, Nashville. Nashville. They I don't should, know. Vegas is gonna be more spread out. They kind of laid the blueprint out. You know, you got some alcohol flowing, you got live music going. People are gonna have a good time. You know, yeah. and to me, our event's different because. You, I mean, I grew up loving the draft, okay? So I'm not knocking Me the draft. Too. We all did, right? You know, that's why we all do what we do. But really, the event itself, it was it's a guy walking across yeah. the stage and yeah. holding his jersey up yeah. and bro hugging Goodell. Um, whereas at our game, you can stand 10 feet from... Can we talk about how Goodell hugs... I think that's one of the coolest memes in the game right now. I really think one of my favorite things in all of sports is how all-in pot committed Godell is when he hugs the guy. For everybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, make sure you watch this year's draft. It's like he goes in it. There's some long embraces. Yeah, he really, you agree, right? Yeah. Jim, like he really goes in oh, there, it. There's some long, he like, yeah, watches, I, he like really gets in there. Somebody, I, I think the Giants pick, right? The Clemson kid like lifted him last year or something. Am I right about Lawrence. that? I thought Lawrence Is did he that. whispering something in their ear? I, I don't know. But yeah, those are of some... course he's whispering like, congrats, you made it, you know this. And like, it's a great, listen, I'll tell you this. It's when you start getting under the psyche of a kid who since fourth grade has wanted to be in the NFL, when for 70, 80% of them, this is a financial windfall that completely changes the course of their family's future, that moment is emotional. I actually think way few, I think way more guys should be crying. I know we get them out there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're listening as a prospect to this, just cry. It's (laughs) a big move. Like, stop being a tough guy like DeMeo. Like, you know, you gotta start crying. No doubt. No, it's, and you, you hit it. It's the, it's the family thing. That's what, as a scout, that's the good stuff. You go into the schools and you hear where some of these guys come from. Ugh. So that's why when, especially the good kids. Yeah. I've had kids, I've had guys, when I first got into scouting, I had buddies from back home that would throw stones at guys that show up on the, you know, on the ticker and they're throwing stones. I'm like, listen, guys, this guy's 21 years old. He's got $20 million in his back pocket. Like, 
you don't expect these guys to make a few mistakes along the way. So to see where see where a lot of these guys come from in the backgrounds, it's uh, those are those are special times. That's got to be cool for you guys when you get them as clients. And, and get those guys paid and get and those just guys like, drafted. And just, and, you know, what I don't like is people throw a lot of shade and misconceptions uh, around athletes. Like, I will tell you right now, I've been in the wine business, I've been in the ad business, I've spent a lot of time in Silicon Valley, I know a lot of people, it's the same shit. There's good guys, there's bad guys. 98% of these fucking kids are phenomenal human beings. I agree. I hate what I the culture does with athletes. 98% are phenomenal. Let a humble, work their fucking face off, did everything right. Yep. I wish the media cared about Wall Street guys as much as they cared about athletes and wrote <laughs> headlines about their behaviors. Their, football players on their most debauchery day collectively in the last decade don't have as bad of a day as Wall Street guys will have today. On the fucking record, quote me. So like, they're great kids, they, you know, they fucking work their face off. Are you kidding me? It's the best. And then obviously, you know, selfishly to put a plug for Vayner Sports, I don't think anybody's gonna care more and I don't think anybody's gonna fucking make them more money off the field. So I triple care because then it kicks into responsibility. I get pumped, right? Ooh, Cincinnati drafted them. What business is in Cincinnati? You know, Procter & Gamble. What about local car dealerships? Like I get, I get my juices going. And then I'm very weird because I care about the Jets more than Vayner Sports, right? I care about the Jets more than my kids. So I'm in some other different shit altogether because I'm worried about the Jets. Now the Jets, you know, some, like one of our kids goes, like, you know, half the kids I want to go to the Jets, right? Because I already know them and I think they're gonna be great and it's it's become the best i was so glad the jets won yesterday by the way just from just a so, mood just, just so you'd be you know what's good funny Jim? Yeah. yesterday was a fun day for me i would have been great either way <laughs> i'm into draft positioning at this point you know i'd love to think they could run the table and make like a story but i'm too realistic of course two more starters got hurt yesterday winters out for the year our offensive lineman and herndon who's been hurt all year after a great rookie year so we're fucking decimated but nonetheless <laughs> uh Okay, what, what else What else on this podcast should people, actually, here's my little plug. I'm going down, because I'm gonna be at the conference this year, and I'm gonna hang a little bit because it's become important to me. I remember going to South by Southwest Tech, not the music stuff, in 2007. It was already, it was very early compared to what it is now. Um, and it's funny, I said this to AJ last year, I went last year, yep. came down and spoke at your conference really in and out. This year I'm going much heavier, a little bit longer. And I remember saying to AJ, I'm like, this is, this is gonna be cool. Like, this is like something that in 10 years, like, I think it's a crazy sports guy or gals weekend. Like, to me, like, I, I've loved how Nashville has become in the last 20 years as a town, how, how things like, uh, I know AJ throws one of these. I've been fascinated by Kentucky Derby parties have popped up. Yeah. Uh, things like baby moons. I don't know if you know about this propaganda now. You have to go on a vacation before you have a baby. There's all these new things that spur up. I actually am making a prediction. This is why, again, why I wanted to put this on film and audio. I think in 10, 15 years, you'll start seeing a lot more, you know, call it what it is, football fans, which will skew more guys. I think a lot of guys' weekends are gonna be built because it's an inexpensive trip. Totally. It's an epic fucking game. The kids are walking around in the scheme of things. And Mobile's a really rad, like that was, what, like it's a fun town. It's like a mini kind of New Orleans kind of thing going on. Yeah, so you talked about it. We're, we have the Summit event that you're gonna keynote. And when is, is that? It's on Thursday, so that'll be the 23rd. So that's, We've got, got a ton of lineup of great speakers for that. You know, really business, football collide, sport collide. We're bringing in people from other leagues. No, listen, Major I mean, League Gruden Baseball. and Shanahan were like right there with me on the panel. Like I was like, okay, this is legit. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna rope the head coaches in every year from the game. So we got that on Thursday, and then Friday this year, so Mobile's the home of Mardi Gras, not many people 
people know that. It's more of a G-rated Mardi Gras. It's not quite New Orleans. Um, but we had the first one, so we're going to... How do we make it X-rated, or they won't let us? Uh, it's a Bama thing? Not Senior Bowl week. Understood, okay. Um, no, so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a parade with the players. They're all gonna have. They're not gonna wear their Reese's Senior Bowl stuff. They're gonna wear their USC stuff, their Penn State stuff, their oh, Bama you didn't stuff. Do that? And we're gonna parade them downtown. They're gonna throw autographed footballs at the fans. We've got cheerleaders. From eBay both flippers, teams. get down there. Yeah, keep going. We got uh, mascots from all over the country, bands, and then it's gonna end up in Cathedral Square, and we're gonna have a live music act down there. So we're really trying to really trying to mimic kind of what Nashville did. And like blow cool, the week like, out, like you like said, cool, like, a, like cool music, like the baby, or like. Like some bullshit. If you can get me to baby, okay. we're, we're good. If All you right. can, if you can Listen, work on I'll, that. I'll FaceTime uh, him right now. We're good. Keep talking. I'm going to FaceTime well, let's him as go we for speak. It. Go ahead. But, so this is the first year we're trying to do it because, again, you give some they give them a reason to come down Thursday. They go to the summit. They go to practice. Friday, we got the street party, Mardi Gras parade, and then uh, Saturday's a game. Yeah, no, I really, really, really see it. Like, yeah. I really... Yeah, we're sitting like, on something. We're I, sitting on something big. I think you are. I'm like, uh, I, I'll be very frank. I love you and you're awesome and I like the Vayner Sports stuff. This podcast is selfish. I tasted it, like, last year. I saw it and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just like I'm right about other stuff, let me put this on the record that this is an <laughs> underrated uh, event and uh, I see it. Yeah, I mean, again, you go, you get, you get football right in your face. You can. We, we're not a real th- football. I mean, like Baker was at the Senior Bowl, right? We've Two had years four ago? top ten quarterbacks in the last three years. We had ten. Daniel fir- we had was 10 there first last year. Picks last year. Um, no, it was you, super real. Are you, the guys accept, like? I'm, I kind of made a joke, but between the parade and throwing it out, like w- the kids are obviously very focused mm-hmm. that week, but like. Is it easy to like stumble into kids walking around and getting autographs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go to the second floor of our hotel and grab any of those guys right now. Hopefully, we'll get to the point where there's enough people down there where we can't do that and we'll have to have major security. I'm but sure, right now, I'm, you could have yeah, grabbed Baker I'm, Mayfield I'm, two I'm, years ago. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is like frowned upon and the players will get mad at me, but I'm here for my audience. Like, I think it was like an autograph flip arbitrage. Like you spend like 500 to get down there and stay in a place and like you rack up autographs. Oh, we, have, and like, we have those you, guys. I saw them. We I saw have those guys. And I'll be honest with you. I saw them and everyone kind of frowns on them and I kind of like look at them and wink and be like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like they're my guys. That's me. Well, and then the other component of it is, is the, the main drag in town, Dolphin Street. You go. Dolphin we, Street? Dolphin Street. Dolphin. Oh, Dolphin. Yeah, yeah okay. D-A-U. Okay, P-H-I-N. good. Thanks, AJ. You knew where I was. I was about to get. I was about to be out. The, the league, I must cancel my fucking trip. The guys in the league love Mobile because they, there is a small town feel to it, and they all got their own little watering holes and bars they like to go into. No, so it's you pretty can, rad. You can stumble into one of those places, and there's, you know, somebody who's going to be literally a second round pick in the NFL in five minutes. Well, your GM and your head coach. The players are out Saturday night after the game. They can let it loose a little bit, but during the week, I mean, you've got 900 NFL people down there. So literally, your head coach, your GM. I mean, they're they're out. Throwing some back. AJ, when are you going to get into town this year? You have a sense yet, or you don't know? Like Monday? Yeah, probably Monday. It's cool. Real business gets done down there, right? Yeah, real business. Yeah. It's cool. I'm so pissed. I want to go Monday. That sounds when, you know. Yeah, I'm busy. Like, I have to go and be like the circus act on Thursday and like blow everybody's face off with a keynote that nobody will ever forget. <laughs> You're coming to practice though, right? I think so. Is that Friday? Or is that Thursday? Because I'm getting in late Wednesday. I'm excited. I like last year. You know what's funny? This has happened to me a ton. South by, I'm trying to think of other things. Lobby, which was this conference in Hawaii, went to a bunch. Uh, other things. And I'm sure everybody listening is going to understand this. You know how you go to something, whatever it is, Mardi Gras, Jazz Fest, and you realize since you never went before, you actually came one day too late? Uh, the baseball card convention <laughs> last year in Chicago, <laughs> I came one day too late. In Atlantic City this year, I'm going one day early. Like, like uh, that's how I felt last. I was pissed when I got there. 
Like I was like, fuck, I should have came a day earlier. Yeah. Like I could feel that I missed some of the good shit. You know, uh, okay. Yeah, there's no reason this shouldn't be a, a major national event. I mean, it's such a unique event. You got 100 NFL draft picks all in one place. And the, accessible. The, the entire NFL, 900 NFL guys walking I, around and, and totally accessible. Every, Practice in the bleachers, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, when you I tell you the arbitrage between all these guys that go into the draft versus actually going to this thing, it's not even close. You'll have 78 selfies of active NFL players at the Senior Bowl and you'll have the zero at the NFL draft. And that's what people want now, Jim. I don't know if right. you know about, yeah, about this yeah. selfie thing, but like that's all people want. They don't even fucking want the autograph. They don't want, they want the selfie and if you get lucky that that guy ends up on your team, like it's fucking, honestly, what I, what I realized last year when I asked you to be on the podcast for this because I want to kind of like put the flag in the ground of like the guy that was right about it is <laughs> if I was on the other end of this podcast 10 years ago, if I'm driving to Wine Library right now and there's somebody I'm following named Gary Vee and he's doing this podcast, in the middle of it, I like call AJ and I'm like, bro, I have an idea. Let's go to the Senior Bowl. Like that's how I thought of it in my brain. Like it just makes a lot more sense than a lot of the stuff that we think we go to that's gonna be as good. I couldn't believe the access. You know what it reminds me of? The old timers telling me about old old time sports. You talk to a 62 year old, a 68 year old that used, to, he's like, oh, we used to go to Shea and the game was over and I'd jump over to fucking railing and just fucking hug Namath. Like it was so <laughs> different. The access between money and laws and just culture and this like society, society changed and I think that's what's really cool about this. It's almost a throwback to access that we don't see anymore. Yeah, and I think our game, I think we've had this small town mindset for a long time. So I got here 18 months ago, I, I went to the game and I was like, guys, this is way bigger than we've, than y'all have been giving it credit for. Like we need to start blowing this thing out. It's not our little game anymore. This draft process, 47 million people watched it on TV last year, 600,000 went to Nashville. Like we better start going on that same trajectory. There's people tweeting out their own mock drafts right now. Like right now. We're in fucking November and like, you know, like this has become a 20, this is a 12, the draft. You know how like 10 years ago everyone's like, wait a minute, the league's a 12 month sport because it used to be really different. The fucking draft's a 12 month thing now. I agree with you. And I think your thing is, I mean, besides the combine, I don't know. I think it's the number two thing. If I had to like, if I was to rank around draft culture, the draft itself, but then the combine and then the senior bowl. I would go Senior Bowl because it's real football. It's Versus not, it's not the underwear well, Listen, don't even get me started. I won't say because AJ educates me and I get too emotional about it. I, yeah, I know it's both, but I'm, I hate it. I don't know why I hate it, but it doesn't, you're right. I know it is and it's been proven to, so I can't go on emotion. This is how you always win bets with me. You wait till I get too emotional and you just calmly say, let's make a bet. And the math already eliminated any chance of me winning the bet. So I know, I know the patterns, uh, but uh, I understand. One is, you know, one is football and one is attract me and yeah I, and i and i've been a part of teams that have messed up a lot of picks based off what the guys did at the track meet actually this is fun for me jim you're personal this is an official this is not official senior bowl you as a human off the record yeah clearly on the record <laughs> your percentage breakdown of the combine versus the eye test of film like if you bought the jets instead of me tomorrow and you're like mandating from the top hey scouts and gm I want you to follow the letter of the law of this percentage of valuing the tape and everything else and the combine. What what math do you put against tape versus combine? 90-10. 90-10. Yeah. I mean, the, the, anyone in the league will tell you the combines, 
the main value, health, the main value of the combine check. are the medicals. That's right. You know, the interviews, which again, those are even tricky. Those are tricky. Yeah, it's like, you know how many people trick me during an interview? And then you get them in and you're like, fuck. In, in all the physical testing stuff, all the on the field stuff, all it does is make you go back to the tape Jim, and say, did many, I, if the guy yeah, runs really yeah. fast, did we see this guy right? Make you put on the tape again. Well, yeah, I know he ran that, but he sure doesn't play like that. It just makes you check yourself. Jim, how many times do you think people draft these guys and on the first day, I'm not kidding, the single first day, they come in, mini, rookie mini camp, and the senior brass all looks at each other and says, fuck me it happens more than yeah. you more yep. than you would you agree, think. bro? I don't know. I, I never actually asked you that. So I saw you in the background yeah, yeah. shaking your head. We had I, a, mixed, I had by the way, it happens to me hiring at VaynerMedia. Great process. Reference check. Yeah, DeMeo says I've worked with him at the other place. I'm all pumped, and literally one meeting in, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> no, we when I was in New England happened with the Jets this year. Clearly. Jets cut their third round fucking pick, Mags. Yeah, we've had we've had that happen at, at some teams. There was one where. Without naming a name, like tell me the whole story unless you want to okay. talk about name. Name. So I'm no, into it. we we sent we sent a coach out to uh, work out a player, and he was at the bottom of the board, close to the bottom of the board. Coach works him out. He magically ends up way up here because the coach really valued what his other coaches thought. Okay. Um, we draft the guy. Which round? Third round. Okay. And we go to rookie minicamp, and all our scouts were us were watching. We look at each other. We're like. Holy crap! We the just guy can't this play guy football. Third, he, this guy can't play. That's the Darko and, and, and story, I, right? And I think he put, isn't that the Darko story to go basketball? Yeah. Isn't there like a famous story where he gets in the gym the first time and like and yeah, I do. Do you know this story, Demang? I know you love basketball. Isn't See, I'm, a, a, I'm a huge Pistons fan, this, and you're I, bringing up Darko. God, you're killing me. You're, I'm a huge Pistons fan. The GM like never saw. I can't think of his name. Frederick Weiss. I can't think of. No, no. I think in the Players Tribune on Chauncey Billups. Uh, like uh, uh, Players Tribune like hardcore thing or somewhere this story exists where Darko comes in and the whole team first day is like oh fuck the dude cannot play yeah I like the Yuki Darko story. Well, the, the yes, that was old school basketball. The, the worst part, the worst part of the Darko thing was who else was in that class? The Pistons. Oh, yeah. The Pistons could have had D Wade. They could have had Bosch. They could have had Mello. Mello. I mean, they and all they, went after him. Yeah, unbelievable. How about the Portland Trail Blazers? They, with Jordan and Durant. All right, so that's what happens sometimes. Fuck yeah. up. So you guys all looked at it and be like, this is why fucking coaches shouldn't have as much, right? Because it's, it's like VaynerMedia, right? We have strategy and creative. It's yeah. how you get to ultimately all this stuff. And it's really funny. They all blame each other. They're like, fucking strategy, fucking creative. And I always think about scouts There's and coaches. Little... I'm like, scouts are always like, you do, coaches should coach. And, yeah. and, and coaches are like, fuck you, motherfucker. I have to coach these people. I have to have say. Right. No, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that. In the good organizations, there's less of it, but it, of course, it always happens. Yeah. What, uh, what can we end with in the last minute? Get down to Mobile. Good. It's going to be a great year. I'm, I'm appreciate you having me on. This Happy is awesome. Uh, How awesome do people platform. find SeniorBowl.com? Yeah, SeniorBowl.com. Okay. They can get tickets on SeniorBowl.com. Um, it's going to be a great week. So you, you come down Wednesday, Thursday, like you said. Ultimate Guys Weekend. It's like you said, inexpensive. and Friday's that crazy parade where I can like get a bunch of the kids sign shit and flip it on eBay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. good, yeah. Awesome. And if you, if you can help us get the baby, we're good. <laughs> I tried to face him, he didn't pick it up. I'll hit him up later. Jim, thanks for being on. All right, Gary, thanks, right. man. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.